Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly Kentucky, the employment solution expert. Kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. Genesis. Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. SonatrolKY.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. All right, the the cats drop one in overtime to the Florida Gators, and uh, and what only I can say is an inability to put a team away in the second half. And I am uh, I'm, I'm I don't even know what to say. I, I'm I'm at a loss of words. There's so many things to say here that, that they had a depleted roster. I guess you could go start there with uh, Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner not playing today. I don't I don't think anyone's making an excuse on that one though. Uh, <laughs> you know. They come through tonight. They have a 10-point lead. They lose it. They cut to five at halftime. They lose that lead early, early in the second half. And can, you know, just always are kind of playing cat and mouse with Florida in the entire second half. They get up by three. They get up every once in a while by four, but it was mostly two or three. They never looked to put Florida away, and it bit them in the butt. I'm Mike Andolfo. Jason is on the uh, – Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, we got Jason with us. Just want to make sure, you know, he's not actually in studio with me, <laughs> so I don't, I don't see him. Uh, we want you all to join the conversation. Uh, the phone number is 502-267-9680. The text line is up and going five zero two four three seven nine six eighty. And uh, what do you think, Gens? It's just another frustrating loss. You know, we've we talked about early in this season that this team didn't play like freshmen. They didn't look like freshmen. 
And, and now over the last couple of weeks since we've gotten into conference play, we've just seen so many bad mistakes that come with inexperience. You know, Reed Shepard losing his man at the end of regulation. I mean, worrying about a guy making a backdoor cut for a two-point layup in a three-point game is just a freshman mistake. Rob Dillingham missing a free throw that puts the game away, you know, freshman mistake. Multiple, you know, Reed Shepard making a bad pass right before halftime that allows Florida to cut the lead to five. It doesn't seem like a huge play at the moment, but you look back on it and it was a it was a crucial play. Just continuous little things that you hope they'll get cleaned up, and and now is the time to get them cleaned up. But it's just another loss that we're sitting here looking at, wondering how the hell did we lose this one. And, you know, we we talked at the beginning of the season what our predictions were. And I, I said I, I thought UK was going to go 15-3 and three in conference play. Well, they're going to have to win out for me to be right because that's the third conference loss already. It's just – look, if we're going to make these mistakes, I'd rather we be making them in January than in March. But that kind of play at the end of the game is how you get bounced from the tournament. Yeah, and when you have Antonio Reeves just not be a factor, like his last shot of the game, I think, was with before the last minute of overtime is with 2.56 left in regulation. And we've talked about as this team goes, he goes as far as the offense is concerned. Uh, obviously, Onyenso had a great game rebounding-wise, but they just never consistently were able to find the open shooters. They were never able to put Florida away. And, you know, the end of the first half ended up being big. They were up by 10, and then they give up a couple baskets, and that changes the momentum of the game completely because – up 10 you're in control up five you're not in control and you let Florida hang around and that's just an inexcusable breakdown at the end of regulation by Reed Shepard to uh to allow the open three but if Dillingham makes the free throw we're not talking about any of this we're yeah, talking about Kentucky winning the game but the three-point defense has been terrible all year long and not just all year long it's been terrible for a couple years in a row but this let's just focus on this team you know, we, we've talked about it before if you let a good shooter see the rim he's going to hit the shot that there's just too much space. Their hands are down. They come out guys late. It's just it's not good enough. This Florida team came into the game making about eight three pointers a game. They hit twelve tonight, and they shot forty three percent from behind the line. You know the three point defense is a huge concern. So all right, we got the phone lines yeah, I mean, uh, stacking up. We'll get to you all in just a second. Um, I love it. Keep it coming. Two six seven nine six eighty. Again, the text line four three seven nine six eighty is up as well. Go ahead, Ince. I was going to say, and to that point, you know, you you look at the things that Kentucky did do well. They limited the number two offensive rebound rate team in the country to, you know, I think it was at one point five offensive or five second chance points, but. Down the stretch, yeah. and in overtime, you give you give up a couple key baskets. Florida came into the game ranked two hundred and third in three point percentage. You allow a guy to get hot, and we talked about this, you know, last week. How many times does this Kentucky team do this? That they let a guy get open looks from downtown early in the game, and he hits one or two, and all of a sudden he goes off. And it's 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 a continuation of the issues that we have seen repeatedly from this team. And just when we think they're starting to get better, you know, there was that stretch five or six minutes there late in the first half where they played phenomenal defense. And then like Zach just said, last two minutes, they just make mental mistakes and they fall asleep. 
and it's those little plays that, that end up costing them in the end. I think they played better defense. I'm not going to go phenomenal on it yet. They were better for a stretch, and of course it, ha- it helps having Onyenzo out there. Wait, I think I think when you I think when you force nine straight trips without a basket, you got to get a little bit of credit. But I'm not. I'm not it's better. better. It's better defense. Yeah, Onyenzo and Onyenzo being there, I think in that spot helps a lot too. I mean, he was a great shot blocker, especially early on. wasn't as much of a shot blocking threat, but he altered a tons of shots uh, later on in the game he's got to be the player of the game in my estimation just because he had career highs and points rebounds and uh block shots what did he end up with rebound wise he ended up with the 16 16 boards uh and 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 look you and i talked what was it two three weeks ago on this you know this very show is is it time for bradshaw to sit yeah well we actually did said is it time for onyenzo to start yeah onyenzo has much better footwork on the defensive end. Um, he's in better position on the ball screens. There were numerous times tonight where he was able to roll with the ball screener and deny the pass. I mean, how many times did, did the point guard roll or the, whoever had the ball roll and was looking to make that pass and just kept hesitating because Onyenso's length prevented it? He's much better in terms of positioning himself for rebounds. He was a star tonight, and if we can get that kind of defense on the back end, it cleans up a lot of the issues we're having out on the perimeter at guarding guys. You know, the only downside is they allowed Tyrese Samuel to have 22 and 13 and just kind of be the best player on the floor from the Florida perspective outside of Clayton. So that, that's got to get cleaned up underneath. You know, I, I, just, I, I think it just goes to show, Ince, that you know, we talk and we joke about the John Calipari press conference and how we're not going to carry it. But the real reason is because Calipari is listening to the reaction of this show. So he knows what he has to fix and what he has to talk about. And uh, I'm, I'm taking full credit for this show of why Onyenzo started. So There you go. I do want to say one thing that absolutely <laughs> shocked me, and I'm still trying to pinch myself to make sure it's real. Did, did John Calipari call a timeout with eight seconds left on the shot clock to make sure that he didn't just have a bad ISO play with Reeves oh, and actually drew up a play? I think he also wanted to get Dillingham back in the, on the floor. Fair, but it's, yeah. we never see that from him. No, like, we didn't I, see it at the end of regulation. The I'm like, you know, and I think the rule of thumb, you know, you had four seconds at the end of regulation, right? So, like, you see, if you want to let them go because they seem organized, it's one thing. But the second they don't show that they're organized – You've got to call a timeout. Did they? But did they have a timeout left at that they had point? Three. Oh, did? Oh, wow. They so, had a couple Cal's left at the end of regulation too. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's I, what he's talking about. You know, players make plays, and I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm okay if you let players make plays, but it, the second they look like they're not organized, you know, call something so you can get something organized towards the rim or whatever you can get so all right let's we're going to go to uh we have three ways for you to interact with the show we're live on facebook so you can put a facebook comment and we got a facebook comment right off the bat tommy saying that kentucky players were gassed uh you know i you know maybe they definitely we talked about are they gonna be able to shorten this bench we talked about are they gonna be able to shorten the the rotation they they went from 10 guys to, to seven guys really fast. So I don't know if that. And Adu, uh, and Adu only played 15 minutes. And I think part of that is because he was coming back. I mean, he, I expected more minutes from him. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I still don't, and I agree. I don't think he's, I just don't think he's ready yet. You know? All right, let's you go. Three, let's go. You five minutes. guys, four guys go 39 or more or 37 or more minutes tonight. Joe's on the line. Joe, how's it going tonight? Hey, you were right about the uh, Nigerian friends starting, so I'm going to give it to you. You was right all along. So you <laughs> asked me a couple weeks ago to give you an answer, so I'm telling you now you're right on the uh, 
you're gone and starting. So make a long story short, we could have fouled also, and we didn't have to worry about Reese ever not getting out of their garden three-point line. And we maybe probably could have won the game that way, but, no, we didn't foul. So, you know, I know Dillingham missed a foul shot. So it's it comes down to overtime in another five minutes of half-court basketball. And I'm going to say it for the last time. You'll never hear me say this again. Our head coach is not very good coaching half-court basketball. And he showed it in the five-minute overtime. So what else, what else is new? We get we get punked. We get punked inside because Mitchell is not the most athletic six-foot-nine guy in the country. Would you say the young man from Florida had 22 and 13? 22 points, 13 rebounds, yep. We made that gentleman look like an All-American tonight. And, and and Lord knows, I know he's a decent player, but he's not in that category. Mitchell made this young man look like he's all SEC player tonight. And that, and in my estimation, that's pretty much where the game was won. Samuels went off and got and got the uh, uh, the game of his life. So that's pretty much it. Get ready for a uh, well. Who's going to guard connect in this game coming up? Uh, the Tennessee All Star. One of these one of these teams is going to have back to back losses. I mean, that's the reality of it on Saturday. Somebody's going to have back-to-back losses. And I want to just talk a little bit about some of the things you just brought up. Mitchell with five points, two for ten, 0 for five from three. We talked about it last time, how important it is for him to be a three-point threat. I totally yeah. think that that's a big part here, too. Uh, nine boards, though. He did have nine rebounds. But this is more importantly, Florida – Florida is such a bubble team. I think they going into this, they were on Lenardi's first four out. So like, let's just say they get in. This is the equivalent of playing an 11 seed or a 12 seed. And if we really think that this Kentucky team is a 2, 3, or 4 seed, you got an 11 or 12 seed at home, you've already had the bad losses. You take care of business. Like It, it is absolutely ridiculous to me that we're having a, a year where there's a Wilmington loss, there's a Texas A&M loss, there's a South Carolina loss. And I know South Carolina is pretty good. A&M and Florida are bubble teams. Well, you're forgetting what the most important night is, is come NBA draft night. Not, not think, in my I, world. I think, I, I think, well, in mine either, but to our head coach it is. So so get ready, get ready. That's all you're going to hear come NBA draft night. Well, look at this. I've got I've got six guys that are going to go in the first round. And, and how'd you do in the NCAA tournament, coach? Well, we, well, we don't want to talk about that. So let's get ready for draft night and, and uh, according to Coach Cal. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Goodbye. All right, thanks a lot, Joe. We're getting some more uh, Facebook comments. Defense was definitely optional in the second half. We're getting uh, what's going on with Bradshaw. What is going on with Bradshaw? Does anyone – do you have that one figured out yet, Ince? What is going on with Bradshaw? He he struggled. I mean, it's just another game where he didn't give anything. He didn't get a single rebound in nine minutes. Like, you're that big. You, you, you have to luck into a rebound in nine minutes. Like, I could go get a rebound in nine minutes. But more importantly, you get a rebound where we, have a short, we have a short bench – and he's only getting nine minutes. Like, the dude should be playing. Because he didn't give us anything. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying Like, his opportunity to play tonight was right there, and Cal can't put him in the game. I mean, even if Vesich got – he played six minutes, got two rebounds. Burks played two minutes and got a rebound. How do you – you're supposed to be an NBA fringe lottery pick coming into the season. And this is two guys now that came into the season with high hype, People talking about first-round NBA pick, lottery pick, that have just – they've given you nothing. And Bradshaw at least has the excuse that he missed some time, but you've been out there enough at this point that that's not an excuse anymore. 
And uh, when when you've got guys coming in, you've got guards getting more rebounds per minute than you. You got to look in the mirror, because look, this team is not going to go as far as we expect them to go or think they're going to go. If you have these star talents not contributing anything, that was part of the whole thing that we were raving about a month ago. It feels like forever ago now was how this team had eight, nine, ten. We were sitting here talking, well, who's going to have to give up minutes now? It's who deserves minutes. Yep. Yeah, we're going to Bradshaw cannot play defense or rebound, so sit him. Uh, and then if Kentucky hasn't figured out the defense by February 1st, it's not going to improve by March. And that's my biggest fear right there. All right, we're going to go to Gary. On uh, uh, Gary. Gary, how's it going tonight, Gary? It's going all right, guys. Uh, listen, uh, you're, talk, you're, you're asking about what's wrong with Bradshaw. It's very simple. He does not like physicality, period. So he's not strong with the ball, uh, neither is he. Uh, the guy I told y'all last time I talked to you that the guy that has to play in there is the guy that was in there tonight on defense and rebounding. But problem with that is uh, he's not a great offensive player. But he got 13 points tonight. But he does he does rebound the heck out of the ball. And he also plays good defense and blocks. He had like six blocks tonight. But I'm uh, I'm telling you a key part of the game tonight was the uh, last. Uh, minute and a half or so of the first half. Kentucky had a 10, or maybe two minutes. Kentucky had a 10-point lead, and Dillingham come down and shot a crappy three-pointer. They come down and they hit a, a they end up getting five points, straight points, hit a three and got another two-pointer. So they cut the lead in half from 10 to five. So they get momentum going in. Then they come out first, second half, and if I'm not mistaken, got the first basket. So that cut the lead down to three right there. So that was a key part of the game. But uh, another point, guys, Two games D.J. Wagner hadn't played, and two games Kentucky has lost. He is a key factor on this team, and when he's out, they're going to struggle. He's the best on-ball defender out on the perimeter, I think. He might have been able to do something with Clayton, I don't know. Uh, but, guys, let's let's just be honest about it. I've said it, and I've said it, and I've said it. We can talk about the numbers. We can talk about the offense, the shooting. The If Kentucky can't play better defense than this, like these guys were talking about, uh, uh, this was like 11 seed or whatever. That's the kind of team that's going to knock Kentucky out again in March. I agree. Because this team cannot play freaking defense, and they're they're terrible on the perimeter defense. I mean, they, they make everybody look good because they don't guard. And when you don't guard, you can't get stops in the last five minutes of games. You're going to freaking lose. That's the way it's been all year, and uh, I don't see this team. I don't see this defense improving one iota, except for Onyenso inside. That does help their defense inside the perimeter or the uh, shot blocking. But other than that, out on the perimeter, they're, they're, they, they do not play good defense. And just like Shepard getting, I mean, I mean, I love Reed Shepard, but you got to stay with that kid out there. You know, he's going to shoot a three. That's what he's going to do. And he leaves his feet and leaves him wide open to shoot the three to tie a game. Of course, if Dillingham hits the daggone free throw, we don't go into overtime, but that's another story. That happens. But, guys, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see him beating Tennessee. I don't see him beating Tennessee at all. I, I may be wrong. I hope I'm, I am. I think this could be a 9-7 and seven te- in the in-conference team. That's, it could very well be. But I mean, that, anyway. for this team not to win 10 in-conference games is knowing how they played in December. And, you know, I asked the question last game, is this team better than they were last month? And we said we didn't have enough information. I think we've got enough information now. I, they're just – they're not – at, at best, they're the same. 
I think we can we can definitively say no. And I think D, his point about DJ Wagner, especially defensively, I think is a good one. I don't know if they're better offensively without Wagner out there, but he is their best perimeter defender, and they missed him in a big way. I think that's what showed up tonight. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you, Steve or Gary, calling in. Thanks a lot. Man. All right, talk to you next uh, next game. All right, we're gonna go to Cecil. Cecil's been waiting for a while. How you guys doing? Well, I mean, I could be better, Cecil. Me too, but I'm I'm tired of missed free throws, man. It's been back since 2018 in PJ Washington. How many games have we lost on one missed free throw? And I think Bradshaw, he sees the writing on the wall. He's finally had to work for something in his young life, and he's this is his wake up call. Damn. These guys are good at this level, and I finally have to work for something. And he's facing reality right now. And that just – I mean, he had he had all the buildup, and now he's got to work for it. And he really doesn't know how to deal with it, in my opinion. But I am so tired of missed free throws costing this team a game. Yeah, and 11 for 17, 64.7%. Not, not going to get it done. I'm totally blind, and I can. I had some vision when I was younger. I can step out there right now and hit three out of ten. <laughs> Just because I did it when I was such a young kid. And these guys have been doing it their whole life. And it's just, it's just disgusting. They're called free for a reason. And I tell my friends when I wake up the next day, when I wake up tomorrow and I look at Florida's defense free throw percentage, that irritates the hell out of me. It just, it just, it irritates me. But it just, one free throw cost us a game. One free throw and then the, you know, the conversation too, and thanks a lot, we appreciate it. Um, The conversation about, do you you foul in those situations? It's... I know you're a guy who would play the odds. You are, I'm guessing, a fan of fouling in those situations and just not playing good D. You've got to foul. Well, here's the thing. One, you've got to foul before that ball gets to midcourt, which, you know, Cal is not a huge fan of. We've seen too many times as your guys foul three-point shooters. So I don't want to run that risk. But again, if Reed stays on his man, it's it's a non-starter. Him worrying about the layup, was just such a bonehead mistake. It's high school defense. And and look, I love Reed Shepard. Every UK fan out there loves what he brings to this team. He was he was outstanding tonight for all but two minutes. But in those two minutes, the, the last minute and a half or so of regulation, or of first half, and the last 30 seconds of, of the second half, he made two critical errors that cost this team the game. And I'm not putting the loss on him because there were a lot of individual mistakes. But it just it it blows my mind how you would leave your man because you're worrying about him cutting for a layup in a three point game, especially when you've got Ugana. Where if you're even worried about that in a two point game, you know Ugana's there to help clean it up and to alter shots. To leave a guy open from downtown when they need three is just inexcusable. And to the free throw point, it was, it was 
Yes, we went 11 to 17, but it wasn't like anybody missed. Nobody missed multiple free throws. No, it was 0 for 1, 1 for 2, 1 for 2, 5 for 6, 1 for 2, 1 for 2. And Yenzo actually stepped up and hit way more than he normally would. 5 for 6, and he's the, you know, we just didn't get enough enough free throws to your point earlier that we were texting back and forth about, you know? Yeah, I mean, they get, at one point, they had 16 and we had 5. And I heard that, and I know aggression. well, I think it has way more to do with just how soft we go to the basket. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think that's, that's what I mean by aggression. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to go on the officiating rant. I thought you were going to turn No, no, no. I was just, no, I was saying that's on aggression. You know, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to go through contact. And, and Bradshaw is not the only guy on this team that shies away from contact. You know, and I almost got really excited when Bradshaw had that, like, pretty decent dunk. And he was like, he kind of went to the rim with some aggression on that one. I was like, all right, we're going to see something now. And then he kind of just shot away after that. That was like, yeah, that was it. That was the Bradshaw I wanted to see all season, and <laughs> it, it didn't show up the rest of the game. All right, let's grab Steve real quick. Steve, you're on the line. What's going on? How you doing, gentlemen? Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one, and I will say I did get to see more of the lineup that I want to see, which I've been I've been saying for two years. Antonio Reeves at three. Now. I don't know how Calipari's going to look at this. I think it's a different team when you have Reeves at the three, particularly when DJ comes back, because there would have been times tonight where it would have been DJ and Rob or DJ and Reed, and that helps Reed out. Look, the reason why Reed's getting beat is he knows the weakest part of his game is defending and attacking, driving quicker guard, and it's not easy and it would have been a lot easier if we'd had DJ in there a couple times where we had Reed, but Reed played a good team. So I think if our coach can see that and he can learn from that, yay. But if he keeps starting a do and Edwards at the three, he doesn't understand. Most teams he plays basically play a three-guard lineup in college. Not everybody, some guys have six, seven, six, eight guys at the three. But for the most part, that's the matchup that's the matchup so you need more quicker guys in there at the one two and three then you need a guy who can defend at the five well it looks like we may have that but it's a matter of developing i don't know if there's time left to continue to develop but i will say it was a different lineup than what he's been using most of the season most of the game the second half he starts that smaller lineup and i do think that's the correct correct lineup because it, you have three guards out there basically that, that can attack the basket and uh, so I don't know if we're going to learn from this I don't know if we're going to continue to get better or not but if we just keep improving on defense that's that's my hope if we just keep improving on defense for the next month maybe by the time the tournament rolls around we win this type of game because this was definitely everybody's saying it we all saw it this was very much a tournament type of game, a close game against 11-12 seed. This is the type of game Kentucky has to win. Our coach has to understand. We have to win. So hopefully the players will get motivated. It would be amazing if Bradshaw gets motivated and goes, you know what, I'm not going to let those big guys punk me anymore. I'm, they're going to have to knock me down. And, you know, maybe they would. Maybe he'd draw some fouls. Maybe he'd get fouls. But it would be nice to see him be a little mentally tough. Because I know physically it's not easy on a guy his size. And he didn't play the first half of the season. 
but just be a little more mentally tough. Just say, hey, these guys may beat me, but I'm going to make them beat me instead of shying away from contact. Those are two different mental attitudes, and that needs to change. All right, man. Thank you. I uh, appreciate Thanks. the call. And, uh, you know, overall, I, you know, I, he says keep improving on defense. That, that has to say that they're improving on defense. And maybe they are making some small changes on defense. But, again, schematically, the defense is broken. And They uh, have some nice stretches, but it's not consistent enough, and there's way too many wide-open three-point shooters. You can't give up 12 threes to an average three-point shooting. Well, to Ince's point about Reed Shepard not, you know, being way out of position on that three-point shot – that's either like you are teaching that from like a you're drilling defensive positioning that way or you're in the scouting report and we don't understand the scouting report like how to guard a shooter and how not to guard a shooter it's there it's multifaceted it is it it's an issue like it's and and, and I don't know you know when DJ gets back you know hopefully he's back and he's healthy and he's ready to go I do think he makes a big difference for this team um, I, I, I don't disagree. I like DJ and either Rob or Jeff, or not Jeff, or Reed at the, um, at the, uh, out there with him and then Reeves at the three. That's not a terrible lineup. Uh, you know, we'll have to just kind of see how things play out the rest of the year. Ince, what do you got? Yeah, and, and look, you not only do you leave a guy open for the three, you left the guy who has been burying threes all game long. That, yeah. for me, was the most frustrating part. And look – Sometimes numbers lie. We're looking at Florida and saying, well, they're an average three-point shooting team. That's the one guy you can't let get hot because his last three games coming into this game, he went three of six from downtown against Missouri. He went three of eight against Mississippi State, and he went four of nine against Georgia. So, yes, as a team, they don't shoot the three well. But he's the one guy that has shown over the last three games that he can make multiple shots. And you leave him open repeatedly in the first half and let him hit what four in the first half i think and that's and that's exactly like that comes down to your scouting report and then and you adjusting the defense accordingly and i just like and again kentucky does this over and over again and this is not a first time we've seen it's not the first time we've seen this year it's really not even the first well it is probably the first time we've seen this week because i don't think anyone really played really that good for arkansas against us but the uh the the issue here too is if they end up dropping these conference games that we think that they're probably going to drop now, and they end up as a 5-6 seed, and they got to play that 11 or 12 in the first round, you're playing a team like Florida. And I, you know, and now are we going back to having the expectation of like, are they even going to make it out of the first weekend? You're probably playing a better version of Florida because that's probably going to be a conference champion and a team that wins 30 games and has a profile that – would be better if they weren't, you know, like a, if they were more than a smaller conference. That Those are the kind of teams that you end up playing if you're playing an 11 seed or a 12 seed most of the time. And this is a team in December that we're talking about, you know, could they go to the Final Four? Could they win it all? We're talking about Reed Shepard. He, was it Cecil? I can't remember what his name was now. I'm sorry. I apologize. But just mention that Reed's having trouble with quicker guards. And we were at one time talking about him breaking the UK Steels record and that people can't bring the ball up against him one-on-one. We were talk. That's how we were talking in December, and then now all of a sudden, we can't guard anybody. It's because we got to SEC play and we yeah, got to better guards. We've talked about that at length, right? Conference play is different, and and that's true. But we're not rising up to that challenge in the least either, you know. And this this team defends well when it's an up down pace. 
they defend better it feels like if once they have to get into a half court set and they have to defend for 20 25 seconds there's just it, it's it's momentary at times but there's it's too many opportunities for a breakdown in, yeah there's it's the mental lapses that show up with this team and you know i joked with you guys i said you know this past week that i was going to start betting the over on whoever the dominant guard was for the opposite team playing against Kentucky. Oh, I didn't think you were joking. It, I thought you were serious. <laughs> well, I, I was joking at the time, but I went ahead and did it tonight, and it hit. And we're going to have to deal with Connect this weekend. I mean, what's he going to do? This is, this is going to be a very difficult game coming up against a Tennessee team that's coming off an embarrassing loss to them that beat this same Florida team by 19 points two weeks ago. You know, we're going to get heavily tested. They're going to be a more physical team with us than Florida is. I just the schedule ahead in general. Better three-point shooters. We 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 got away with leaving different guys open a night that other than um, Clayton that didn't hit those shots. Because if they hit a couple of those shots, we're talking about a different outcome of this game. It probably doesn't go to overtime. I just this team has so much talent. And so much promise, and we've seen what they can do when they are clicking at both ends of the floor. I just don't understand why they can't find some consistency. All right, let's go to Terry. Terry's been waiting for a little while. Terry, thanks for uh, waiting online. How you doing? Hey, guys. Let's settle down for a minute. The SEC, best conference in the country. 12 and it's 6. Up there. 12 and 6, 13 and 5. That's going to win this conference. You can't, like, panic every time they lose a game. Tennessee lost to South Carolina last night. It happens. Florida, how many – do you all have the stats in front of you? What was Florida from the line? They couldn't have missed more than three or four free throws. Florida they, from the free throw line was uh, – They were 18 of 22. Yep, yeah, they missed four, 18 for 22. All right. So, I mean, I'm sure they don't shoot that every game they play. They, they don't shoot from the three like they do. And here's the thing that, that, that Actually, I really take issue with you guys. You can't – how can you possibly get on – Reed Shepard tonight. He played every second of the game. He did. He, he was the only reason they were in the game. So what he left the guy? He still had to make the shot. He made it. Give him credit. He made the shot. So what? This is not a big deal. I mean, they're probably going to – they're not going to lose to Tennessee. How many times have you seen in your lifetime Kentucky, other than a probation year, them lose back-to-back games at home? That ain't going to happen. They're not losing to Tennessee. Now, they, they they may come back the next game and go to Vandy and lose. It happens. But please stay off Reed Shepard. You you can't get on reach up. Twenty four points, three for seven at the three point line, seven or eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, you know that was great. Yeah, Thanks. all forty five minutes. I'm with you. I mean, I, Terry, I don't disagree with what you said, and I think don't mishear me when I I'm talking about the systemic problems with the defense because I, I don't I'm not putting Reed stuff all on Reed. On his decision making, right on that on that thing. No, he made one bad decision. Unfortunately, it ended up resulting in the game going to overtime. But yeah, we have to point out that he made they, a couple late bad decisions. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't no, have been say, there. He without made a, Reed. 
Yeah, look, first of all, all things you can, can be still true. criticize a player even when he has an amazing game. Yes. You know, if, if a guy has 50 points and then commits a flagrant foul at the end and gives the other team technical free throws, are you not going to, you know, criticize him? Yes. Reed made a really terrible pass late in the first half that, is, as Zach talked about earlier, helped them change a 10-point lead to a five-point lead. Which is a it world was a of really difference. bad mistake. Yep. Now, what I will say is, to the point that he played just like Dylan Hammond mistakes, was, everybody, right? Everybody made maybe it was men, maybe it was mental fatigue. Who knows? These are still kids. When you play that long and that kind of intensity, the way they were going up and down, especially in the first half, it's going to happen. That's we're not discounting all the great things he did tonight, but he did make two critical errors, and unfortunately. This is not the first game where Reed Shepard has made a critical error in crunch time or made a poor decision. But he's a freshman. That's going to happen. Secondly, us saying how often have we ever lost two at home, nothing that has happened before Saturday matters as to the result. We don't go in and have a five-point lead to start the game because we haven't lost back-to-back home games in however long. We can absolutely lose to Tennessee. That is a very good team. And they are built to take advantage of some of our biggest weaknesses. So us being a team that doesn't lose at home very often back-to-back games has no bearing on the fact that if we don't bring our A game, we can and will lose. Let's go to his first point, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested in your take on this. Alabama right now is sitting at 7-1 atop the league. South Carolina 6-2. Does 13-5 and win this league? Does twelve and six put you in the conversation for winning this league? It, yes and no. Because the reason why I say that is, if you look at our schedule and what we have coming up, we have our toughest games coming up. Yeah, we do. So yes, it can. <laughs> this is this but is my. We've issue. already lost three games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I'm talking about overall. Do you think Alabama is going to drop four? You know, and go and end up being thirteen and five and still win the league. Well, let's take a look at their schedule. I mean, they got I mean, Mississippi I don't know State. What games they've got left. They got to go to Auburn. They got to go to LSU. They got to play Texas A&M. They got Florida. They got they got Kentucky. They got Ole Miss. They got Tennessee. The Florida. And they got Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. So their last their last six their last six games include Florida at Kentucky at Ole Miss, Tennessee at Florida, Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, they could. I mean, there's they could lose five of those games. Yeah, thirteen and I'm five. I'm not going to say Arkansas. Thirteen. He he might not be wrong that thirteen and five could win. Fourteen could win and this four league. definitely wins the league. Thirteen and five might get you a share. Yeah, yeah, and it, and yeah, and but the reason I say no on our part is, do we know that we're going to go thirteen and five? Uh, we're because, not going. Th- we're like I think ten and six, seven and nine. I would say I mean, not, nine and seven, not seven and nine. I ten. would say ten and six, probably, maybe eleven. Because you got to play, you got to play Tennessee twice. Yep, got to play at so Auburn. You split those. You got to play at Auburn. You still got to play Alabama. You've got to play at Mississippi State. Ole Miss at home. Got at LSU. Which I'm not. I'm just you know. I think they win at Vanderbilt, but at LSU, I'm not. I don't know. If that's a, you know, if that's a for sure. You would hope the Arkansas home game, the two games against Vanderbilt are for sure. <laughs> That's what you would hope. Everything else you could see going either way. Yeah, I just I, – I, I don't – I don't see it. And again, data changes, things changes. The way that we're playing defense right now, 
I don't see us losing five games. I see seven losses at least. Nine and seven. And that's and, and that's not good enough to win the league. More importantly, the better question is, is that enough to finish top four in the league? Because I don't think that's the important part is to get that, that double buy. Mm-hmm. And right now they're not they're not there. They're they're just sitting right outside of that top four. I don't think nine and seven gets yeah. you top four. I think if you get ten and six, it's possible. Eleven and five, I think yes. Nine and seven, I would say no. All right, let's. Uh, and, and to sit there and say, and to sit there and say, you know, this isn't a big deal. This team had to struggle to beat Arkansas this weekend. Yeah, this is. If a, they don't pull is, that out, they're on a three-game losing streak. Yeah, this is a. This is when you look back since conference play started and the trends that we're seeing. To me, this is about as much of a season kind of defining where were you going to, what direction are you going in kind of game. Because we talked about like. Last time we talked, well, they haven't played well on the road, but they've been doing well at home. Well, now they've dropped a home game in conference against a team that they beat on the road. And to show you how difficult the rest of our schedule is, no team in the country has more quad one win opportunities than we do the rest of the way. Yep. All right, we got uh, we got Brian on the line. Brian, thanks for waiting. Hey, what's up, guys? This is not my point for calling in, but you guys have mentioned it several times in the last couple of minutes. You guys keep talking about 9-7, and seven, whatever. I don't think they play 16. I think they play 18 conference games anymore, right? You might be right. I know. Yeah, so, so yeah, you might be yeah, right. Nine and nine for I was I was wondering about your math there, Mike, but I, I was like, I'm going to go with no, you can, it. Yeah, you you're right. It's, eight, it's 18 now. SEC games. Yeah, That's so right. let's say 11-7. and seven. Yeah, if we're lucky. If we're lucky, right? Um the, I mean, guys, the best part of that, by the way, was that Mike was asking if thirteen and five wins the league, and then said UK was going to go nine and seven. That's and I would actually say the math <laughs> is one of my strong suits. You know, so I, <laughs> well, you know what? So, sometimes I break my abacus out and try to figure it out myself, and it doesn't work so good. Um, you, you guys don't have enough time tonight to, to hear everything I got to say, unless you're going to stay all through the weekend. So I'm just going to put this to you because I, I, I was talking to my girlfriend about it during the game and even before the game. And here, here's the thing, you know, we're all going to be a sad bunch sitting around some someday this March coming up um, when we're, we go home early and lose to a team we shouldn't lose to, and we're all sitting around and, and saying, you know, how did how did how did he screw up this team? It's you know the great offense, blah blah blah. Obviously, we can't. He doesn't know. I don't, I don't even know if Cal can spell defense. He damn sure can't coach it. Um, but it's going to be sad when we're sitting around. We go home early and blah blah blah. What's his excuse going to be this year, right? Um, you know, you, you can't just say, you know, hey, my team can score 90 on a given night, so we'll just outscore everybody. Doesn't work. You saw it tonight. Um, when it came time to, to – to, when we needed an, an in-game bench coach, didn't have it. Everybody's talked about it for years. It's not Cal's strength, and it's not. But here is what his strength is and has been and why he was brought into the job in the first place. Why was Calipari hired at UK when he was hired? And I'm, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to say the question and, and give you the answer. He was brought in because at the time, in 2009, what was he better at than anybody else in the country? And, and when I say better than anybody else, I mean by a million miles. Recruiting. He was better at recruiting. Exactly. And that's what everybody says about him today, right? Well, oh, he's such a good recruiter. Blah, blah. Well, guess what, Mr. Calipari? It, I, I got two things to list. Number one, NIL. Number two, transfer portal. You don't have to be the best recruiter anymore. What you have to be 
is a coach that has a system, a system that you run. Your program is run. This is my system. I'm going to go out and find players, whether high school, transfer port, whatever. I need a point guard. Boom. I need a shooting guard. Boom. I need a strong forward. Boom. I need a power forward. I need a shoot forward. I need a center. And you go plug into all those holes, like kind of like, I don't know, maybe Tennessee, who we've got coming up. you got a coach in Rick Barnes. I watched him at, 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 at Texas. He wasn't that good. And now Tennessee's good every year. Why is that? Because he goes and finds a kid like Connect from Northern Colorado, who nobody knew of before this season. But he said, you know what? I need this kind of guy. He goes and finds him. Calipari's strength is a, as a recruiter, I'm not going to say it's null and void at this point, but it, it, it's, it, it has become super, super irrelevant in the fact that kids can go wherever they want. Guys that, guys that run a system know what kind of players they need. They can go hand-pick uh, them now and bring them in. So, you know, the, the days of Calipari being Mr. Mr. Super Recruiter, I'm going to go get the best talent. I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to try to shuffle the deck and see if I can get something out of it. Those days are gone, man. His strength is gone. Now he has to be an in-game coach, you know, a strategist, able to able to adjust on the fly like every other coach, and he can't do it. He can't do it. And this league now, SEC, is chock full of coaches. Pearl. Uh, uh, I mean, I just go Beard. on. I go on all day. This league is full. But they're all taking the U of L job, so don't worry about it. We're going to lose all. Every single one of them's taking the U of L job. We're going to lose them all. Brian, you and I need to hang out. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm telling you right now. You and I need to hang out because you and I couldn't be any more on the same page. And I love what you just talked about about having a system. And I I immediately thought of the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Who he didn't take the best players, but he took the best players for his system and how they would fit together. And that is so important to know exactly, like, this is what I need out of this role because this is the type of system we run. This is what I need out of this. It's not about going to get the absolute best player at every position. It's about getting the, the dudes that are going to be able to come together and play the way that you want them to play. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, Brian, and I appreciate the call. And uh, your girlfriend's probably smart, uh, spot on with everything, too, because, you know, she seems like she knows basketball as well. So I appreciate well, the call. I would, I would say she's very smart, but she's with me, so that's debatable. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for thanks again for calling. Let's hit some of these texts real quick. And so you want to respond to Brian's call at all? No, I mean, he's he's echoed a lot of the very same things we've said, whether it's tonight or, or over the past couple of years about Cal. It's It's – it is what it is at this point. And I don't. That, I, you know, but he's not going to. I I just don't feel like we ever thought, you know, given uh, outside of the last two weeks that the, uh, losing the first weekend of the tournament was even a potential for this team, and after all, of, you know, not even making it outside of the first weekend since nineteen since two thousand nineteen. If he does not make it out of the first weekend of the tournament this year, like, what are we doing, like? What's gonna at some point? When is he gonna have to answer? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this this to me uh, makes it he, seem very if he real. Doesn't get out of the, if he doesn't get out of the first weekend with this team, it that is the kind of. I, I'm not gonna say that Mitch would fire him because I don't think he. You don't he know if he can, can he? Do that, but that might be the kind of thing that makes Cal go. You know what? Maybe I, this isn't. 
for me anymore. Like to have this talent, and if you can't get out of the, the first weekend with the way that college basketball is in terms of players being able to move around, and like he said, you know, guys being able to go wherever they want, it's not just the blue blood programs. Maybe it's the impetus for Cal to walk away. All right, we're not going to carry the John Perry press conference. I'm sure he probably sent out an assistant coach anyway. Uh, it's delivered by the Kentucky Office of Highway <laughs> Safety. Whether you walk, pedal, or drive, let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. Uh, we got tons of texts. We got to get to these texts. Right. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna refresh it real quick because that's what I've, got. I've got them here if you want me to read yo, them. Yo, go through it. Go for it. I'll respond. All right. Um, Texter says, aside from crippling missed free throws, Shepard playing all 45 minutes probably caused him to have a couple of his crucial defensive lapses down the stretch. I think that's – I mean, uh, Texter very well could be. Absolutely. Uh, I am not reading that one. Can I just say list. that I'm happy that we have Reed Shepard, okay? So, so no one – what did, uh, what did uh, uh, Marty Smith call him on his show? Uh, Bluegrass Jesus? <laughs> did, did you see that? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I'm um, glad we have way, Blue Grass Jesus. By the way, I just saw this come across my, uh, and this may not be news to anybody, but apparently Liam Cohen is going to interview for the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator job. All right. It's good to have so coaches that, that just other teams across. want. Yeah, that just came across my uh, timeline. Um, Texas said if UK isn't careful with their resume, what's left on the schedule in SEC tournament, they could be a double-digit seed or a bubble team for the NCAA. I, I don't know about that, but. That would be I a, could see that would them be being a, an eight seed or something like that if they continue the way they are. That would be an, if they go to the bubble, they would be that would be an epic fail. Absolutely. Um, Texter said, "I thought we were going to overcome the rule of seventy-one, but nope." And that's where whoever gets the seventy-one first wins the game. Uh, Texter says, "Cal has always decided not to foul up three, and I have no idea why." Reed fell asleep, and if the foul is even remotely in play, he should have been right in the shooter's hip pocket. Frustrating. I mean. It cost him a national championship. It's got to be drilled that way. It's got to be coached that way. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. <laughs> Texas says, I hate to say it, but I'm starting to believe this team isn't a national championship contender. No killer instinct is this show on podcast. Absolutely. You can catch us on SoundCloud or on Apple um, Podcasts or on um, – uh, trying to remember what the other big pl- – uh, platform is. I'm telling you what, though. Podcast. This is the, like, the first later game. I know we're going to get to 9 o'clock starts. The the later the crowd gets, the the little more involved they got. I kind of I'm liking I'm liking the involvement from the crowd. I appreciate every single person who's called, texted, or had a little Facebook comment. Exactly. Um, Cal sunk his Texas says Cal sunk his claws into this team. Slow it down, grind it out. Watch me coach because every game is going to be close. Cats look great in November or even the summer, but different in February. Already for C in an inexplicable loss to a team we shouldn't in the round of 32. The game has passed Cal by. Texter says, let's see, Ugo had a monster game, blocked six shots, affected so many more, and Florida still scored 90-plus. Tells you everything you need to know about the Kentucky defense. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many do they score if he doesn't block six shots and alter at least half a dozen more? 116? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, Texter says, Trey shot us out of that game enough. Trey got worked. Some of the, I mean, he went 0 for 5 from downtown, and a couple of those were they looked awful. They one of them barely drew. The one later in the regulation barely drew rim. And he's had a couple off games, but this is his first truly bad game, right? So I'll, I'll give him a one bad game pass, and we'll see what happens. Um, this texture screaming for Barnhart to fire Cal and saying that Cal doesn't care about winning, which I'm 
immediately yeah, not reading that. Um, Texture says hilarious to listen to UK post game show after a loss and act like it's the end of the world where their team is awful. Buddy, let me tell you something about bad basketball. <laughs> Guessing that's for many UFL fans. Well, I mean, I guess it's better to have this kind of reaction than to be apathetic. I would hate to be apathetic about it. Exactly. Um, Texture says think about the last minute of the first half and the last minute of the second half, a comedy of errors. Texture says. Has also have to consider Reed was probably gassed at the end. Um, Texture says everyone shoots a high percentage, three point percentage against UK because they don't guard the perimeter. This is again basic stuff. Um, Texture says lots of dads, Brads, and Chads calling in support of Reed Shepherd tonight. Did Jeff call in? That would have been pretty awesome. All right. Uh, uh, Texture says uh, worst caller ever. I think about the guy who said that. You know, we we couldn't lose to Tennessee. Uh, he Texter also said he lost his man in the most crucial part of the game. He can't guard anyone. Reed completely lost his man on defense. And why was he throwing the ball in at the end of regulation? Rob hit one of two. Would have rather had Reed shooting free throws. I do think That's there's a, a there's a there's a uh, a thought a philosophy that you have your best free throw shooter throw the ball in, and the idea is you throw it in and then you throw it immediately back to the guy. And that didn't happen. But there's a lot of coaches that will do that. Yeah. Um, Texter says, remind the caller that Tennessee – oh, it's not loading now. The Tennessee lost to South Carolina. Yeah, there uh, we go. Yep. Um, Texter says, I thought somebody was supposed to have oh, – dang it, it's loading part of it. And then, there, I, I thought somebody was supposed to be coaching the offense other than Cal. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Yep, that's what we heard. We – We've we've seen better play as time in the half court, but it, you think they, I, you think I, they I got stooped like where Cal just took it back over? Maybe I wasn't a huge fan of the play that he that that we had coming out of the timeout, um, the one where he called with eight seconds left in the shot clock. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was still a better opportunity than what we were going to get with Reeves trying to ISO and go one on one. But we've we've not talked a ton about Reeves. He disappeared down the stretch. Yeah, well, I mean... That, he missed numerous... BBZ he brought rushed, that up. He forced a lot of shots. Yeah. He forced a lot of shots in overtime early in the shot clock when we needed a basket. And this is two overtime games that we've played now. We scored seven points in overtime tonight, and we had two in the other one? Uh, t- yeah, it was it was two. Yeah. It took us four and, and a half minutes to right. score it. Yep, against Texas A&M. Yep. Uh, Texture says this team is still playing AAU defense. And this Texture says, oh, this Texture has sent a ton of texts. My goodness, probably like 50 texts. Um, <laughs> we'll go over the last one. He said, absolutely should not have had Dillingham, should not have gave Dillingham the ball to go to the line. I will tell you that, uh, again, we talked about it, you know, is the formula to be physical with Kentucky and to make reason uh, not as an efficient score. Okay, Reeves still had 19 points tonight, but in the past he's been having 19, 20 point games on like, you know, 50 to 60 percent shooting from the floor. You know, so seven for 15 for him, which is I know just under 50 percent. It's still more volume of shots that he's had to take to get to that point, and you know, and he had three turnovers. You know, their conference wise, they're making him work a lot harder, and he his efficiency. I think that's the key. If if they if Reeves is efficient. Then this Kentucky offense is clicking. If the defenses figure out how to take the efficiency out of Reeves and they're physical with us down low, that's when this team has problems. And and to that point, you know, 
Reeves was doing really well with his mid-range game before conference play. But since conference, since the Texas A&M game, here were his numbers mid-range. Three for three, only three attempts for mid-range against Mississippi State. One of two against Georgia. Three of ten against South Carolina. Three of six against Arkansas. And not a single mid-range shot against Florida. And those mid-range shots were there because Reed Shepard was taking a lot of them tonight. Uh, we said it before, and we have a, a Facebook comment that says, uh, Jay Bill has made a great point that Florida made better adjustments during the game. And and I the the Little Sports Live guys were finishing up as we were watching the game. And I was like, listen, you, you know, I know you all talk about, you know, getting uh, John Wooden and all these other coaches that you're going to get to come to Louisville. This Golden guy is a serious guy that Louisville needs to look at. And, I'm, and I, I know we joked earlier that Louisville is going to try to get all the SEC coaches. But uh, I'm not joking. Like, for if you can get a kid like this at his age that could stick around for a long time, uh, that's a legit person that Louisville, Louisville should look at. Uh, and it would not make me happy if I saw him go to Louisville. I'd, I'd be worried. Uh, and then we're getting your your texters apologizing. The one that sent the fifty texts says sorry, guys. Oh no no hey no I, we love the engagement. I just I wish we had seen them beforehand. I can't read. I can't go through and read all those. All well, honestly, we had callers and texts and everything flying in. Like we had a lot of Facebook comments that we didn't actually even get to talk about on air. We were just kind of I was flashing them on the screen as we were going. Uh, I the fan engagement tonight is awesome, and I you know I I, I hope that it's there when we win. And when we lose, because we appreciate all of it. This, like we've talked about it before, and this is their show, right? This is this is the fan show. It's led by two fans, and we want you all to be able to come in and share all your frustrations and everything. Well, three fans because we've converted Zach. Hey, oh, yeah. I'm BBC. Yeah, Zach, it's three of us. How are about you? That? Are you UK fan now? Do you, yeah. do you bleed blue? Yeah. All right. You think you do not see me react every time they hit a big shot? Right, that well, includes that includes football. He's now a UK football nah, fan, not Ohio State. We'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we got the, uh, your- the metrics are out, by the way, for the for the game on uh, Bart Torvik's site. Uganon Yenso had a twenty six percent offensive rebound rate tonight. Wow! Just him alone. Yeah. Wow. The, as a team, they had a thirty four percent. He had twenty six percent, which means one of he grabbed one of every four missed shots when he was on the floor at UK's offensive end. Uh. Wow. Anything else stand out to you there before we get to the uh, UPS Jobs Top 25 scoreboard? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the metrics, and there's one player that stands out that was just awful in terms of the guys that had key minutes, and it's exactly who you expect. It's Trey Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, he was just... He minus was, six on the plus and, minus. Yeah, he, he was just... He, he gave you nothing at the offensive end. Defensively, he was a liability at times. He, the, um, I think one of the biggest mistakes he made on defense was where they had the alley oop, and it was his guy that goes up, and he just completely lost him when he was under the rim, and he goes up and gets the dunk. And it's again, start of the show. It's little mistakes that every single one of them is like, well, it's just a little mistake. But when you get to the end of the game and it's tied at regulation and you blow it because you made two mental mistakes down the stretch, all those little mistakes in the first half come back to bite you and they get amplified. And this is you've you've got six weeks, five weeks to clean this up before you get to postseason play. And if you continue to have these little mistakes, you're gonna have a very you're gonna get stuck in a lower seed than you want. 
you're going to get stuck with a better team than you want in that first round. And you're going to end up running into one of these teams that Kentucky struggled with this year that is a team that can operate in the half court. And That's they got are some experience on their team. you to death. Yep. All right, man. I'm, I'm with you. I'm worried. I'm worried, too. Uh, two, three weeks ago, like you said, three weeks ago, we were looking at this team and we were talking about, okay, well, we know what they can do. Here's what the floor is. Now, I just want to beat Tennessee at this point. Well, that's, and that would be huge if they can beat Tennessee. They, I mean, this is Tennessee at home. They still got to go to Tennessee at the end of the year, very last game. Let's go to UPS Jobs, top 25 scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobs.com because we already gave on Yenzo the player of the game, right? So, um, Yes, we did. All right. Do you have it pulled up? I got it pulled up if you, if you don't. I do. Okay. Phil. Well, I did. If you want to go ahead. Well, we got uh, the first one we're going to talk about is the Purdue Boilermakers survive somehow (laughs) in in overtime. Did you Uh, see how many free throws they shot? I did not. How many? 46. Wow. You know how many Northwestern shot? How many? Less than 10. 105 to 96, the Boilermakers survive a scare from Northwestern. On an unrelated note, Chris Collins got tossed. (laughs) All right. Nice. And um, Bet365 launched in Indiana this week. They had a... uh, Odds boost of Zach Eady to have fifteen and ten. He had what he had. Uh, he ended up with uh, thirty over thirty or ten and points. He had ten in overtime. Yeah, or 30 15, and 15, fifteen, fifteen. I think. And yeah, and he barely got to the fifteen and fifteen. So <laughs> made some people some money, but it took a little while. Um, there is actually one top twenty-five game going on right now. I was going to save that for the what wanna. to watch. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll say yeah. that then. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know if we were going to do a what to watch, given it's 11.20 at night. If you're up still watching stuff at, at 11.20 on a Wednesday night, I'm, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> um, number 24, Alabama beat Georgia on the road, 85-76. Number 18, Baylor won 77-69 at UCF. Number one, UConn defeats Providence, 74-65. Number 16, Auburn houses Vanderbilt, 81-54. And then, what to watch for? The what to watch for, uh, presented by Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store. Uh, We have one game in progress. The number 19th ranked New Mexico Lobos. They're the Lobos, right? They're losing right now to Boise State, 35-32. There was actually uh, uh, Marcus Smart's uh, high school coach was, the last I checked, was an assistant coach on Boise Boise State's uh, team. That's one of the, you know, first big recruits I got for the Derby Classic. So, you know, I'm kind of I'll, – I'll cheer for Boise State if he's still there. I don't know if he's still there or not. i got to check that out. So, uh, Boise State, 35-32, lead with uh, about three minutes left to go in the first half. By the way, to, to go back to our – to put a cherry on top of the uh, bad defense Sunday, Florida scored 94 points on 80 possessions. Yep. <laughs> so – by the way, 80 possessions is another just not a good – I don't know. How many possessions did we end up having? We ended up having 80 as well. Okay. Oh, like. they do it. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, listen, uh, the catch drop one, Saturday is pivotal. And we've got a late start Saturday night, but we're going to be here for it. Like, we're going to be here rocking and rolling. Cats, 8.30 p.m. starting in Tennessee means we're going on the air around 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. We'll see you then. Go Cats.
care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.